0: You're listening to Food for the Future on 980 CFPL, Curious Cast, and where you get your podcasts. Here's your host, Peggy O'Neill. I'm Peggy O'Neill, host of Food for the Future, a weekly podcast that brings the humanities to today's food dialogue by showcasing everyday people trying to make a difference. This is our New Year's special featuring stories from agri-food leaders who spend their lives contributing to a brighter future for humanity. Today, we're speaking with Gabrielle Ferguson, Leadership Programs Director at the Rural Ontario Institute. Although we're not quite there, Happy New Year, Gabrielle. Thank you. It's great to be here, Peggy. It's wonderful to have you here in planning for this feature show it's a new Year's show so we're looking back and we're looking forward i really wanted to highlight rural life and leadership because it really is so central to all of our lives even if you live in the city and i've admired the rural ontario institute for a really long time and i'm so glad that you're here so can you kick us off with what is the rural ontario institute's mission well the rural ontario institute is a charitable organization and it
1: builds the vision, the voice, and leadership in rural
0: Ontario. Okay, vision, voice, and leadership. Wow, a lot of really important things unifying as real leadership and real power position for people in rural communities because it is something that we all need to understand and one of the reasons why I do this show. So what is the vision of the Rural Ontario Institute? Well, the
1: vision is thriving, rural, communities, that they're connected, they're informed, and they're ready to leave solutions to local priorities. And we do this through advanced leadership programs, data tools, events, and communities of practice that inform and connect rural communities.
0: Okay, so lots happening. So can you give us an example of what a data tool is? How is that used in rural settings?
1: There's a lot of information that's available around rural communities. But how do you use that data in a in a form that can be simplified, can be digested, and you can actually make some decisions with? Mm-hmm. And so, what ROI, the Rural Ontario Institute, does is it takes that data and it makes it simplified and it puts it into platforms, and those platforms allow individuals like municipal councillors, let's say. Or builders in a rural community look at the data and make decisions about housing, for example, or community well being. So it's taking that data and putting it in a format that you can see it visually, you can ask questions of it, and you can make decisions in a community based on those, on that data.
0: Good. So knowledge is really translated and therefore can be mobilized. Now, you had mentioned that the Rural Ontario Institute clearly is provincial, but you had talked about like local action. Why is it important to understand the data locally?
1: I guess it's each community as an opportunity to be what it is the people in that community want to be and what it is that that community needs we have some rural communities that have a tremendous influx of population. You know, they're growing because there's cities and there's people moving in and people looking for affordable housing, something like that. And we have other communities in which people are leaving
0: mm-hmm. and
1: they're reducing in size. And so understanding the nuances of a community and the data that reflects that community means that they can measure themselves either against a like community or against different communities and ask questions like, why is it that this is happening to our community? And where across the province, and for that matter, around the world, is there a community similar to ours that's doing something different or doing something the same? And should we be doing that or shouldn't we be doing that? And also... We've got something called a well-being index. That's never been done before where you can measure year over year, how are we doing?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or community to community, how are we doing? How are we doing in things like environmental impact? How are we doing in things like youth retention? And being able to look at that from a rural standpoint and talk our language mm-hmm. and compare ourselves to each other just just gives a lot of power in terms of the decisions that we can make. It's about how will we in our community, with our makeup, be the best we can be? What is it we can do to be vibrant? And that's what we wish for all of rural Ontario. And let's get the numbers, do something with those numbers that mean we can act in a way that reflects the needs of the community.
0: I think that's wonderful because you're right. Not everybody, even if it's a green bin program, something like that, not everybody's doing it at the same time. You can learn from other people's mistakes or you can share your successes. Absolutely wonderful. And Gabrielle, you had mentioned thriving, vibrant communities. Tell us more about that.
1: I would say uh, from my standpoint, there's three layers to it. There's the leadership layer that comes into it. There is this data layer, which is about informing and then there's connecting people. And so for me, all those three layers is what goes into making a community vibrant, making a community be able to thrive no matter what's being, what, what is hitting that community. It all starts with the individual it all starts with that leadership piece and it's about taking these individuals providing the confidence and the confidence to go and create go and create in rural communities
0: i absolutely i'm absolutely enchanted by what you said Thank you so much for clearing that up because we think so many sometimes leadership, well, that's the person with the job title, CEO leadership. Oh, that's somebody, you know, who's, who's boss. And it's actually not, it's individuals with the courage to act. And then your call to action, go create something. What a wonderful message for our new year's Eve show. And it also um, highlights as well, those things that are required in leadership, rural people's voices is central not only to our conversation, but to mobilizing those dreams that we have, right? And so we've been talking a lot in general about thriving communities and uh, rural areas. What does leadership mean at the Rural Ontario Institute?
1: You know, leadership is key to building rural resiliency. That's uh, certainly what we believe and what we've seen in action over and over again. And having strong leadership is both visionary and it's strategic. You know, it, it's critical to advancing the needs of communities and sectors. And leadership that's inclusive, it's responsive, and it's ready to go to task on issues that matter to rural communities. That's that's what we're aiming for by working with communities towards solutions. You know, ROI knows that Rural communities inherently understand their own needs, and they, we believe that by working together, we can address priorities at the local level,
0: you know, with an eye
1: towards the broader landscape.
0: I, I can hear in your response that um, leadership isn't an object of study. It's not just something that you're talking about. You're walking the walk. You're absolutely doing it. So you must have incredible rewarding moments working with leaders in rural and northern communities. Can you share one of your most rewarding experiences?
1: Yeah, well, you're absolutely right. I find it deeply meaningful um, to observe the transition and the impact that individuals I can remember one participant in our advanced agricultural leadership program. They started the program as a livestock trucker. And, you know, she was a natural leader and she wasn't sure if she had the confidence to take on jobs that would make the kind of difference that she aspired to. And uh, I was talking to her yesterday and she told me. That ALP, this is the program, we call it ALP, Advanced Leadership Program. They gave her the confidence to apply for a job. And it means that now she's leading the Skills Ontario team, transports a mobile skills trade classroom across the province to thousands of students. And this is, you know, that that bold, but not really confident and, and wasn't sure how to communicate and, you know, didn't know how to write things, trucker. Right. Is, is now, you know, at the podium with the ministers doing these things. And this is a woman. She's taking a leading role in rural communities across Ontario. She does it with humility and generosity and passion. And, you know, our graduates, they include the Minister of Agriculture, Food and Rural Affairs as a graduate. Uh, the presidents of financial institutions like Farm Credit Corporation and Libro. And they all, they all have their focus on building thriving rural communities. So individuals are making a big difference.
0: I can tell what a, what a success story and uh, what a testament to the collaboration with the participants and the uh, people at the Rural Ontario Institute. And I'm sure um, a lot of significant impact has been made there. So the mission of Um, leadership, vision, and thriving communities. You can actually see that coming full circle with the description of the success that you just described. Thank you so much. After the break, we'll discuss new beginnings with Gabrielle Ferguson from the Rural Ontario Institute. This is Food for the Future, and I'm your host, Peggy O'Neill. Welcome back to Food for the Future on 980 CFPL, Curious Casts, and where you get your podcasts. Welcome back. I'm your host, Peggy O'Neill. You're listening to Food for the Future. We're speaking with Gabrielle Ferguson, Rural Ontario Institute, about the social significance of rural life and new beginnings for our New Year's show. Gabrielle, this is not New Year's Eve, but it's the day before. It's our New Year's special show, and we're looking both back and ahead. What are some of the unique achievements in rural life in this past year?
1: There has been a lot. 2023 has is, is really been an interesting year, and it's been an incredibly fulsome year. Uh, many new beginnings for rural communities instead sort of after a long season of you know unpredictability and isolation actually coming out of you know coming the other side of the pandemic we've seen a huge growth a huge growth in civic participation a renewed sense of vigor in rural people rising to take on new challenges Help, you know the advanced agriculture program we've welcomed 22 ag sector leaders to the program this year and in our rural change makers program, uh, you know, that, that program's grown leaps and bounds and got incredibly dedicated and passionate group of rural, remote, indigenous young leaders. There's 34 of them. They're on a shared mission to give back to their rural communities. That's what they're doing. And, and our rural housing system. This is just a phenomenal program. It's seen enormous growth. And then the rural community, I'd mentioned this earlier, rural community well-being and the eco footprint that we're working on. It's made tremendous inroads. These are the kinds of issues, projects that we see communities digging in. And it's like they're coming alive. They're saying, you know, we learned a lot of lessons in the last couple of years and we're ready to act, ready to do something.
0: And based on those statistics, it's not just uh, a comment. They're ready to act. They are acting, uh, food security, housing, environmental, uh, civic contribution, whatever that may be, re- leading a 4-H club. Um, you know, working at the, uh, agricultural fair, whatever it is, there's people showing up, wonderful successes in 2023. So then let me ask you this, Gabrielle. What are some of the most exciting opportunities for new beginnings in 2024?
1: actually 2024 is the 40th anniversary of the advanced agricultural leadership program for us and you know this is 40 years of building top leaders in the ag sector and, uh, you know, we build them, you know, in Ontario, they, they come in as leaders and we amplify that. And these are global leaders, right? So these are the people, you know, the head of Syngenta seeds working out of Washington, DC. These are people on trade missions to Japan. These are, as I said, you know, the minister of agriculture. Oh, and we've got, you know, 133 different organizations with presidents and, uh, general managers, executive directors working in there, and, you know, over 500, uh, alumni in that program that we're going to be celebrating this year. And these leaders they have shaped the ag industry. We're going to be celebrating that in 2024. And, um, you know, our goal, of course, is to, to motivate the next 40 years. <laughs> That's just going to happen. It's just as relevant when we think back in 1984. What was it that the ag sector needed? What was it that rural communities needed? Man, it is, we needed leaders. There was change, high interest rates, all these different things are happening. Let's zoom forward to 2024. What is it that's happening? Oh man, (laughs) it's it's like, yes, this is what's needed. This is what's happening. And oh man, I realize we say now more than ever so much, but I'm telling you the opportunities for Ontario, for rural communities are absolutely outstanding. Rural is and has always been the backbone of collaborative innovation. It just is. And in 2024, we have exceptional opportunities and rural is where the space and experience and resources can be used, used to amplify energy innovation, food technology, biodiversity, currency, and social good. And that's just to name a few, right? Rural people, rural people can be ambassadors, inviting urban cousins to imagine how a circular infrastructure could increase equity.
0: Wow. Yeah. Well said. I I love that. Rural people could be ambassadors for our urban cousins to strengthen and expand equity. You didn't say it quite that way, but that's the message. I think that's amazing. And congratulations on your 40 years. Boy, when you're talking, we're really back to the future, aren't we? What a network you're building. Um, And you may not want to focus on the same thing. Somebody might be more interested in food security. Somebody else might be more interested in social sustainability, in agri-food and environmentalism. But either way, you are meeting somebody, although their lens might be different than yours, that has the same vision and passion for the future. And how important that is as we look to a new year to create happiness, not just in rural communities, but in life overall. Absolutely. And it is about that. It is about the diversity within those programs. Mm -hmm. And that diversity, that's where the ideas are. Seeing and meeting and talking to people who don't have your worldview, um, who see things differently. And that is as much new horizons as any new data or any new things, you know, being published at the university, which is really important. But, you know, that different worldview and what that means in shaping your own, I, I think that's fantastic. Gabrielle, on this show, we try to bring the humanities to today's food dialogue, and that includes leadership, right? Because we're dealing with people. It's a human science, leadership, a human science, a human art, whichever way you want to look at it. How can we all lead to make 2024 a happy, fulfilling year in agri-food?
1: Well, um, you know, leadership begins in our own lives, in our own homes. It really is about investing, investing in ourselves, feeds the ability to give of ourselves to others. And that again, that's through leadership, it's through empathy and it's through community works it, it's again the highest act of leadership is this courage to act, especially when we don't have all the facts um, And leaderships take you know leaders take many forms and in all cases they have inspired others by a vision of what can be. Mm-hmm. And as leaders, we're in constant connection with ourselves, our families, our communities, our coworkers, and fostering a spirit of service and care has the power of transforming our work at home and on the farm and in our communities.
0: Leadership starts at home. What a wonderful takeaway for our New Year's special, One Night Away from New Year's Eve. How wonderful! Thank you so much, Gabrielle. Are there any final thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners?
1: I am so grateful, Peggy, to you for the opportunity to uh, to have a conversation today. As you know, for Rural Ontario Institute, and for me, rural agriculture it it is a passion, and your program and just the opportunity to this time, you know, at this time of year, the new year, to have a conversation about possibilities, I'm tremendously grateful. And thank you so much for the work you're doing and uh, and for these conversations. So are really important.
0: Thank you very much, Gabrielle, and uh, for being here and for all that you and your entire team do. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And thank you as well to our amazing sponsors, Burnbrae Farms, Middlesex Federation of Agriculture. They've been with us since the beginning, helping to bring this message to the world of all the amazing things that are going on in rural communities and with farmers and really with families, home growers, the full spectrum of people working in agri-food to create that bright future. So thank you very much to our sponsors as well. Today on Food for the Future, we've been speaking with Gabrielle Ferguson, Leadership Programs Director at the Rural Ontario Institute about Rural Life and New Beginnings. Each week, to keep leadership growing together in agri-food, we leave you and your family or friends with something to talk about or something to do. Something to talk about? What can you do to strengthen rural communities? Something to do? Visit Rural Ontario Institute to learn more about one team's local leadership for global encouragement. Next week on the show, we return to the monthly series, Food for Thought. We'll hear big ideas from father and daughter, Dan and Emily Murphy, about working together in farmers markets. Don't miss a show. Subscribe on CuriousCast and all other major podcast platforms. I'm your host, Peggy O'Neill, and you've been listening to the weekly show, Food for the Future. Thank you to our Platinum Elite Level Sponsor, Burn Bray Farms, Eggs for Life. Food for the Future with Peggy O'Neill airs every Saturday on 980 CFPL, CuriousCast, and where you get your podcasts.